Welcome back to another episode of the Outsider Sports Baseball Podcast. Corey Jason, Ben Mandel, John Pauline, Dylan Mel, bringing it back to you. Guys, it's a sad, sad day. It's been a sad, sad week for baseball. Shohei Otani has torn his UCL. How many millions of millions of dollars has he lost out on now that he can't pitch? And if he does want to pitch, I feel like he's going to get Tommy John, right? He's got to get it. 100%, right? And I mean, look, when you have this surgery, sometimes you come back throwing harder. Sometimes you don't. He clearly wants to continue hitting through this. Well, you saw even with Bryce Harper, you're going to have to sit out at least six months to do so. Look, if he wants to pitch and pitch at an elite level, he's going to have to sit out 18 months. And we all know what sitting out that much time can do. He's still going to sign somewhere for big money. It's just probably not going to be in the $500 million range, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we may have seen his last game as a starting pitcher. I mean, coming up on the contract year, it's going to be a huge decider for him. The team that's contending is not going to want to give him money for him to be out for 18 months. Now, obviously, he's a generational talent. But like you said, Ben, you don't know what you're getting back arm consistency-wise to throw a guy seven, $800 million. Otani has played the outfield before, so it's not like he's just uh, in the DH spot forever like he is right now. If he gives up pitching, you could play him in the field, so you could DH him. Uh, I think that's the direction he's headed because – Like we said, you know, pitching and hitting at this level was the greatest we've ever seen for that stretch, but it's got a toll on your body, and we just saw it right there, and I fear we may have seen him pitch his last game as a starting pitcher, but he'll still be one of the best hitters in baseball, and I think he'll be an exciting outfielder if he chooses to go that route too. Now, what you guys were saying, though, sorry, John, kind of leads me to two other questions. One, you guys kept saying his last game is a starting pitcher. Could we see him kind of move to a late-game reliever role? Somebody who could play the outfield and come in and throw an inning every couple nights, right? Well, no. Is he allowed to do that, though? Because yeah. there's rules now against position players coming in out of the outfield and and just pitching. You have I mean, to have a certain of, There, there were rules the against the, the DH also, where if you take the DH, the pitcher has I'm to I'm just hit. saying, is he viewed they as make, just a regular position rules. player if he comes back now? I don't even think think we'd see him pitch that regularly. I think it would have to be a playoff game scenario where you want some gas and it's like a surprise thing, maybe a World Series, but just on your regular Tuesday night game because the pen's a little, you know, worn out. I don't think you'd risk it. I mean, do you think he just straight up focus on hitting then? Because I think I don't think it's like a DH thing. I think he's athletic enough and fast enough to play the outfield. He used to play the outfield a little bit. I was I was gonna say that was originally he was just gonna DH like the day before he pitched. He was gonna play the outfield. He was gonna play in the field. He didn't turn into a regular DH really until the universal DH became a regular thing because then he knew he can go American League National League. It's just if he stops pitching, right, and he doesn't do it anymore, no relieving, no other outings, how much can we see his hitting improve where now he's focusing solely on that part of his craft? That's the only thing he really works on now. He doesn't have to worry about pitching. Could we see him, you know, be a perennial 60 home run guy, just all these things that he's done, take it to like the next level up? Yeah, I think we could definitely see the contact go up for sure. I mean, 
you could argue he's got the most pop in baseball as is. So it's hard to put a ceiling on that. But, you know, I think if he gets to focus solely on hitting, you know, him and Aaron judge, that'll, that'll be your two best hitters. Maybe throw your in there uh, for the AL. And if he were to go to the NL, he'd be right up there with the Cunha. Um, But he'll have both contact and power. If he focuses fully on hitting for sure. And I think he'll swipe some bags too. You know, he just doesn't risk that right now as a pitcher, but, as a hitter, I think he'd start doing it. He's someone who can definitely break the game, and I think you can see him be a Ronald Acuna-type guy. He is an athlete. He can run. He can play the field. He's got a strong arm out there. I mean, look, I could see him going out there and playing center field every day, to be honest with you. I think if Otani wants to do it, he can. And in terms of money, look, if he's someone who's going to go out there and hit you 50, 60 home runs every year, He's not going to be looking at anything shy of 350, close to 400 million if he's signing over a 10 year deal. Start the price and Aaron Judge's contract. Yeah. Do you guys know who leads the league in triples this year? Wouldn't yeah, that be Shahai Otani? Well, Otani's tied with Corbin Carroll and Bobby Witt. But the fact that he's pitching, you know, leading the league in home runs, right? And then also leading the league in triples, or even tied for the league. For the league lead that's pretty insane he's an athlete he is an athlete but uh let's let's keep it trucking though the mariners who were dead in the water a month ago they just went on a nine and one run and have now overtaken both the astros and rangers the rangers who went one and nine in their last 10 for the for the division lead who could have saw this coming it's just a pretty incredible run the rangers had a 10 game division lead a month ago. It's just wild. The Rangers are pulling a 2022 Mets. They are the Mets of this year for what we saw last year. The Rangers are running out of gas. The pitching is falling off. They they are losing it right now. And, you know, the old manager that they bring back, all of a sudden, he's not necessarily pushing all the right buttons in all the right spots anymore. Bruce Bochy seemed like a shoe-in for manager of the year after the first half. All of a sudden, the train's kind of fallen off the tracks, and he's got to right the ship and get it back on. Yeah, Corey, you said who could see this coming. I mean, I didn't – say this far but somebody had them creeping in their power rankings before the rest and great job john yeah 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 all right (laughs) but no the mariners i did not think that they would we talked about this last week would the mariners win this division and we all kind of landed on it'd be a tall hill to climb well, we're here a week later, and they're winning the division. <laughs> they <laughs> climbed that hill in a week's time that we said would be tough to climb in a month, and this team is perhaps the hottest team in baseball. I think it's fair to make that argument. We talked about J-Rod last week to an extent, so I don't want to go into that, but what a bright future for the Mariners. And They kind of feel like America's team right now. I feel like everybody's behind them. Do you think this is something that they can sustain like until the playoffs start? I mean, nine and one piece is ridiculous, but yeah. I think that they could win the division for sure. Yeah, I mean, you got the lead now. But I mean, at some point, the Rangers are hopefully going to get hot again. I mean, they just, I mean, I don't think anyone expected them to get this cold. I, yeah. I feel like this has been a long time coming for the Rangers, though. The Rangers have lost a lot of bad series to bad teams. They've, you know, they haven't really felt dominant since maybe early June, really. They've kind of coasted into having the Mariners and Astros struggling and then just keeping their head above water. They were never really 
dominant. Even after the trade deadline, they didn't really get that much better. They kind of plugged some holes, and the whole plugs are now popping out a little bit, and water's leaking out of the boat. Yeah, the Rangers went from a shoe in to win that division to are they going to be in the playoffs? Because yeah. they're in a dangerous division, and the AL East is also getting very hot. Well, and the other thing, too, with Texas, let's be honest, if you said that they won the division this year and you looked at it at the end of the season, you would say that they overachieved coming into this season. They were not expected to, you know, be this good, even though they spent the money. They were still viewed as a year off. Yeah, but, you know, expectations change. But uh, let's keep going. Justin Verlander, now with the Astros, he got his 100th win at Comerica Park. Just an amazing feat. Shows the longevity and dominance he's had for his whole career. And, you know, I still think he's loved with the Tigers. When he's in the Hall of Fame, he will go in as a Tiger. He better go in as a Tiger because he's one of the all-time greats. Noah Syndergaard, required at the deadline by the Cleveland Guardians. DFA'd, wrong side of 30. This might be the last time we see Thor for a while. Now, Bob Nightingale, MLB reporter known for botching names and making weird uh, stories out there that nobody else is quite reporting on, he says that Pete Alonso of the Mets is going to get traded in the offseason and really that the Mets are going to look to move anybody that doesn't have a contract beyond 2025. Now, Ben, I am you know interested to hear your thoughts, but really with everybody – what do you guys think? I don't think it's an accurate report. I don't see how the Mets can even look to trade Alonzo. Alonzo is the face of the franchise. He's one of the best power hitters in the whole in the whole league. And honestly, he might be the greatest power hitter in Mets history. How do you move a guy like this? You extend him. You don't get rid of him. Agreed. And you saw the whole dilemma with the Yankees and Judge last year. The Mets don't want to have to go through this and go through all of that drama. And I guess one way around that is to trade him. I don't buy into it either. I don't think that Pete Alonso is going anywhere. I think that they're just stirring the pot. I think that the Mets ultimately want to extend him. There's no way you give out money to Brandon Nimmo and pay guys like that and then let a guy like Pete Alonso walk because a guy like Brandon Nimmo is – Honestly, I'm going to say it worthless. If you don't have a guy who can hit home runs behind him in the lineup, you need someone who provides power. Right now, Pete Alonso is the only one who consistently does that year in and year out. Yeah, I don't understand, like, logically why the Mets would move off of Alonso. Face of the franchise, moneymaker, sure. But even from a baseball standpoint, uh, you know, if you're looking to go young, he'll still fit that timeline. It's not like you rely on him for any athleticism. He'll still be able to hit. For the next decade he'll still have pop for the next decade so he fits whatever timeline you're trying to make maybe if this report was about Lindor I could maybe buy it I'm not sure if they'd move him though he's in their face but I could maybe buy it a guy that relies on athleticism and speed but Alonzo no shot weren't there reports of Alonzo like earlier being a problem in the clubhouse and being like the cause of toxicity. I mean, and I mean, I don't think any of those reports have really been confirmed, but I mean, if they were true, I mean, this, it makes, this makes more sense of wanting to trade him away. 
if he's well, no, those are there. those are anonymous sources calling yeah. into New York sports radio. There were no actual reports that, or that's the any outlet thing. picking up anything along the lines of Alonzo being any kind of clubhouse problem. Yeah, but that's the only thing I would think of that would make these like that I would th- make these think that these uh things would be true about them that's wanting to trade them. Like other than that, there's there's no reason to because he's still young. Even like at that, I bet you still kick everybody else out the locker room before you kick out Alonzo. You'd build that new locker room around him. 100%. Now let's get into some studs and duds because a couple guys had some really good weeks. Other guys, not so much. For me, my stud, Mariner starting pitcher, Luis Castillo. 14 innings pitched. He went 2-0 and this week. Six hits, one earned run, one walk, 15 strikeouts in those 14 innings. Great week for Seattle's ace. My dud, though, Rockies reliever Brent Suter in one and a third innings pitch. He went 0-3. You know how incredible it is to have almost as many outs made as losses in a week? Six hits, five earned runs, three walks, 1K. A lot of blown saves in that. Just a lot of bad pitching for him. But what about you guys? Who's your stud and who's your dud? Well, for my stud, I'm going to go back into Detroit. I know last week you guys didn't uh, have me on, but you were talking about this youth movement out there in Detroit, but you left off a name that I I feel like deserves some love. So that's where I'm going with my stud this week. It's Kerry Carpenter, and he has proven to be the power in this young Tigers lineup. He had two more home runs last week, seven RBIs, ended up going eight for 19. And he's had five home runs over the last two weeks. He has gotten over the 20 home run mark now for the first time in his career in year number two. The power has certainly shown up in the second half of the season for Carpenter. And he has just been fantastic. Another good young piece in that Detroit lineup. Now my dud, Brandon Nemo for the New York Mets. Two for 24. Those two hits were singles. He did walk twice, but he struck out nine times an atrocious week for brandon nemo to really just go with an atrocious season for him in the new york mets yeah ben uh, you mentioned nemo before is worthless so nobody should be shocked there that he's your dud but my stud we touched on him a little bit earlier justin verlander an absolute great week aside from the hundredth win this guy went two and oh a zero era 16 strikeouts back to houston back to cy young ways Ben mentioned it before we hopped on air. Verlander got back to being hot a little bit at the end there for the Mets, and now he's looking to potentially charge another Astros World Series run. Of course he is. (laughs) My dud, Dane Dunning. You know, he mentioned the Rangers falling. He was part of the reason. Their worst loss in that stretch, 12-2 to loss to the Twins. He was the starter, four earned runs. Just an absolutely atrocious performance from him and the Rangers as a whole. My stud is someone who's been kind of on a slump for pretty much almost feels like most of the year is uh, the Red Sox, Alex Verdugo. This week, he's finally starting to heat up 13 hits, three home runs, five RBIs, batting 382. I mean, pretty good week. That's, that's a really good week. So pretty hopefully, solid. he keeps that up. And then my dud is someone who was kind of a hot topic during the trade deadline is uh, Detroit Tigers, Eduardo Rodriguez. He pitched like four and a third inning, got the gave up five hits, four and runs, four walks, one strikeout, ended up getting the loss. But I so 
Not looking too much like a guy you'd want to trade for right now, though. All right. Now, it is one month left, give or take, in the regular season. You know, it goes a little into October, but September is really where playoff spots are won and lost. So I want to go through kind of each division and get you your guys' take on who you think is going to win the division. So let's start it off with the NL West. Who wins the division, and do you foresee any wild card teams coming out of this division? Well, look, it's the Dodgers' division to lose at this point. Arizona, it was cute. San Diego, did we really think they had a shot? No, it's the Dodgers' division. Now, in terms of wild cards out of this division, maybe Arizona. I honestly don't see it, though. I think they've been slumping. They've been falling off a bit. I know this past stretch, they've been pretty good 8-2 and two in their last 10. Tommy Pham has been helping fuel them. Maybe they squeak into that last wild card, but the only real threat out in the West in the National League are the Dodgers. Yeah, I 100% agree with you here, Ben. Uh, the Dodgers, it's their division to lose. Like you said, they got the best team in that division. I think they're potentially going to be on a World Series run or an NLCS run. Um, when it comes to the wild card, it could be the Diamondbacks, it could be the Giants, but I'm going to go a different route and say that the Dodgers are the only team from the NL West to represent. I mean, I agree with the Dodgers. I mean, I almost think the Dodgers almost have that almost locked up already. I mean, you can say it. I mean, I don't think anyone, I don't think they're going to really get caught there, but I mean, I'm going to go a different way. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that the Diamondbacks probably get in the wild card spot. I think they'll start good going again and stuff. I don't think the Giants are, but I, I think the Diamondbacks have a good chance of getting that wild card spot. Yeah. For me, Dodgers obviously won in the division, but I do see the Giants getting out there one and a half games out of a wild card spot. I think they take a spot. The NL central though, for me, I have Milwaukee winning it, and I have the Reds getting one of those wild card spots. I just feel like September Reds is going to be a real fun thing to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think Milwaukee has separated themselves, and they've been able to establish themselves. Now, I know it's not much. It's a four-game lead, I think, on the Cubs. I think that there are going to be two teams from the Central, though, that do make the wild card. And it's very surprising with how bad we thought this division was going to be this year and really how bad they were for the first two months of the season. The Reds and the Cubs are going to get into wild card spots. We're going to see them be the four and five spot. I just think that the Giants are frauds. I don't think they're really that good. And I think Arizona, they're a year away while I think the Cubs, they just have fire and there's a lot of excitement in Wrigley Field. And I'll tell you what, when baseball is good and the fans are out in Wrigleyville in Chicago, there's no better place for baseball. Yeah, Ben, I agree. And I'll double down. I got the Cubs winning the division. I think in September, the Cubs can bounce back. I think they're by far the best team in the NL Central. The Brewers have it in record. But if you look at that run differential, plus 79 for the Cubs and plus like 19 for the Brewers, the Cubs, when they win, they win. I think the Brewers and Reds, though, both get in to the playoffs as wildcard teams. Uh, you know, Maybe part of that's just I want to see Ella De La Cruz in playoff baseball, and I want to pick the Reds instead of the Diamondbacks or the Giants, who may be a smarter choice, but I don't care. When it comes down to that last wild card spot, give me the most fun team. Give me the Reds. Give me the Cubs winning the division. And who would have guessed it? Three teams from the NL Central in the playoffs. 
I kind of half agree with you there, Dylan. I think the Cubs are going to probably win the division. I think they're just going to keep going. I think the Bre- the Brewers are going to flop a little bit, but I think for the wild card, I think it's for me like a toss up between the Reds and the Brewers at that point. I don't think you're going to see both of them make it. Like you guys are Which saying, one, but I I can't really say. I mean, I would like to see the Reds because I want to see playoff Ellie De La Cruz, but it, it, it's hard to say. But I'm think I'm leaning but more gun to the head, the John. Who is it? You I think pick. I'm leaning more towards the Brewers. All right, <laughs> but I think it's a little bit oh, of a toss up. <laughs> Next up, NL East, Atlanta, I think, is pretty obviously going to win the division. And based off everything else, Philly's going to be the team they send to the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And I think Atlanta's running away with it. I think their odds to win the division uh, per fan graphs has been at 100% for about a month and a half now. So it's it's the Braves division to lose unless they have some kind of absolutely historic collapse, which I would love to see. I would love to see Atlanta collapse and Philadelphia make it uh, and win the division. But I do think the Phillies are going to be that top wild card. I think that the Phillies are a top three team in the National League right now. I think that the Philadelphia Phillies are just – their pitching is just a little bit off, but the National League doesn't have too many standouts. You saw it in the playoffs last year, those top two teams, the Braves and Dodgers got knocked off early, and who knows, the Phillies could be on their way to another World Series. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more here, Ben. I think the division, it's set in stone. Get your chisel because Braves are winning it. Phillies are being the wild card team. Like you said, I mean, aside from Braves, Dodgers, in my opinion, the Phillies are the only other team that has a shot to represent the NL in the World Series, and they could win it. We, You know, copy and paste what you saw last year, except now they have Trey Turner, who could be getting hot at the right time, and Bryson Stott, who took another step forward. And Taiwan Walker over Kyle Gibson, which I would take any day of the week. Yeah. I agree with both of you guys. I mean, I think Braves have that locked in. I mean, unless there's some historical thing like Ben said, which would be amazing to watch, but it's not probably not going to happen. But, I mean, Braves got that locked up. I think the Phillies probably have the top wild card spot locked up. And on a side note, I actually put the Phillies on my top 10 rankings this week. Not a fake fan. So <laughs> we'll see if they fall off and stop doing bad. I guess you can blame me, but hope not. Now let's go American League West. I have Houston winning the division, Texas and Seattle as the two wild cards on my end. So I actually have Seattle holding on to the division here. We talked about this team uh, last week. I just talked about them at the beginning of the episode, but I can't be more in love with this any team right now in baseball. The Yankees, they're bad. I got to pick a new team to root for for the remainder of this season at least. And for me, that's going to be Seattle. I love Julio Rodriguez. Like we mentioned, they're pitching at the top, especially for playoff baseball. And now that they have that division lead, I don't think they're looking back. I have the Astros as a wild card team out of this division. I think they're clearly going to make it, but I don't have the Rangers making it. I think the wheels completely go off the track and this team in a very competitive AL misses the playoffs. I, you know, I, Dylan, I wish I could disagree with you. And this is why, you know, it's good to let you go first here. So this way it's not like, you know, one of us is just piggybacking here. It really, you know, for the American League West, Texas, they're just not, I think they're not as good as they seem. You know, ball go boom only works so much. Guys like Dane Dunning were spectacular the first half of the season, overachieving. Nathan Eovaldi hurt 
but even when he came back, did you really expect a Cy Young season from Nathan Eovaldi for a full year this year? Come on, let's be honest. Guys like John Gray were overpaid to, you know, go to Texas. Jacob DeGrom, hurt. You know, there are a lot of issues in Texas. Yeah, Max Scherzer's there now, but I don't necessarily Monty, love what they have. Monty. Yeah, Look, come on. Yeah, they don't have a rotation that you fear in a division that can hit the cover off the ball. Not to mention the fact you're literally in a race with Houston and Seattle. We have Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, Julio Rodriguez, the dump truck, Cal Raleigh. Come on. Ben thought, this ben thought he was going to sneak in Alex Bregman like we wouldn't catch him. <laughs> hey, the guy can hit. The guy can hit. Kyle Tucker has been an absolute monster this year as well. I think the Astros get it in the wild card. Seattle holds on. They take the division. They're the hotter team of those three. Seattle nine and one in their last 10 Houston four and six while Texas one and nine. All right, John, bring us home for the AL West. Well, I think the Mariners cool off a little bit. I think the Rangers start getting back to how they've been for the most of the season. And I think the Rangers ultimately win that division. But I think the Mariners and the Astros get to I get get in the wild card. I think I almost I almost want to lock them in at the wild card there because I think the Astros, I mean, they're kind of up and down, but they're kind of staying level. I think they're going to keep that wild card spot. And I think the Mariners, I mean, even though I think they're going to cool off, I think they're, they're going to level off a little bit and be able to stay in the wild card run there. All right. AL central time. And is it just me or is it just Minnesota? And it's just the most underwhelming division in all of baseball. It's just Minnesota. I mean, Cleveland like (laughs) still has a shot. They were there last year. So we know what some of their players could be, but you won't catch me betting on them. No, this is done. Look, Cleveland said they were done pretty much at the trade deadline. And the reason for that was they knew they weren't going to have Tristan McKenzie and they knew they weren't going to have Shane Bieber. Their top two pitchers are done. The Cleveland Guardians are done. Minnesota, the only team from the American League Central to make the playoffs in what is officially the worst division in baseball. Yeah, the only team with a heartbeat in a dead division. AL East time, and I feel like this one's also, at least for me, pretty solid at the top. I think Baltimore wins, but I have Tampa as the only wildcard team from this division. I just don't think the other teams that are capable of winning a wildcard, I don't think they have it in them. I don't like the Blue Jays pitching staff. I don't trust them, and I don't think they have the winner's ability. I just don't think they have – I just don't think the way this team is built and the players that they have, they're not winners. Boston, I think they could get there, not this year, but next year. I think they have a really good base, but I think they're a next-year team. So Baltimore and Tampa for me. Look, I think that Baltimore and Tampa Bay at this point, the fact that they're both at 80 wins have to be shoe-ins. I think that Toronto, though, you can't discount them. And look, I left Texas off, so that means one other team is getting in. And that team is Toronto. It's not the Red Sox. It's Toronto. Toronto can hit. Bo back. They're going to get going. They have enough pitching to get there and to outlast Texas. I truly believe that. I think Toronto has got an easier road rather than Texas, who's got a battle with Seattle and Houston. It's tough that the Twins are going to get in over one of those teams, but, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I like Ben, obviously. I had Texas out, so I got to have somebody else in. And like Ben, I have Toronto. You know, we mentioned it. Orioles raised. Those are the lock-ins. I think Orioles win the division. 
But Toronto, you know, you guys are saying that their pitching's not good. Since the All-Star break, their starters have the lowest ERA, 3-3-3. Okay, they have four starting pitchers now that are about to be four or under ERA with Kikuchi, Gosman, Barrios, and Chris Bassett, the hound dog, right there, right at that four ERA. So, Not to mention the fact Ryu is back off the injured list as well. He's made, I believe, three or four starts. Yeah, so, and I like the relief pitching. They added Jordan Hicks at the deadline. Not a great ERA guy, but a guy that can throw some gas. And that's what you need in postseason baseball. Now, Corey, you mentioned that they're not winners. I'm not picking them to necessarily win a playoff series, but I think they'll get to one. I think I'm going to go and agree with Corey more. I think Orioles have it locked up, and then the Rays have My man. Have the other wild card spot locked <laughs> up. I think the Blue Jays are just going to fall short in the wild card race there. I don't think they get in, but... Solid going Orioles Rays. I think they're shooing. In, write it in stone. Write it in stone. You heard it here. Orioles and Rays. Now, other things we do need to predict, and we did kind of talk about it before the season started. Going into the last month, guys are still up for the awards. You know, As we get closer to the end of the year, we kind of know who's going to win what. And even now, some of the awards, we kind of know. So let's start it off quick. NL MVP. I said Acuna before the year. I think Acuna still wins it. Ben, you said Lindor. Dylan, <laughs> you said Buki. And John, you said Trey Turner. Do you guys have any new picks you want to might you might want to change him out with? I'm going with Acuna. You know, if I was if I was to bet on it, I'd go Acuna. But here's what I'll say: I'll defend my pick of Mookie Betts and just say that he still has a shot. You so know, he's now the new favorite. Wanna... Well, so he's the, the favorite as of today. Who do you want to okay. go on record as saying right now? I mean, I'll, I'll roll with Mookie. I picked him at the start. I'll pick him again, but 7.4 of war. Yeah, he's Mookie got 35 homers, 93 pick. ribs. I mean, Mookie's just an absolute beast, and I picked him at the start of the season. But uh, it's, I, a three t- it's a three-player race for this. We said Acuna. We said Mookie. Freddie Freeman being the other one. And I feel like those are the only three that have a chance. I mean, Olsen's also in the running, too. He's John? out there. I think I'm going to change mine from Turner. Got to go Cunha. Got to go Cunha. No. Phillies fans waited too long to give him that standing ovation. Yeah. They screwed up my pick. Uh, AL MVP, you, th- you all three said Otani. I'm assuming you're keeping it at Otani. I said Jordan Alvarez. Jordan let me down. I'm switching to Otani. Now, AL Cy Young. Ben, uh, ben you said Manoa. Dylan, you said Cole. <laughs> my, my preseason picks were terrible. John, you said Otani. I said Shane McClanahan. I'm changing mine to Luis Castillo to win the Cy Young. What about you guys? I'm going to Cole. Yeah, I mean, I picked Cole at the start. Cole's a Yankee. It's the only bright spot on our season aside from Aaron Judge once he got back. So <laughs> I'm going to keep it at Cole. John? I'm going to have to switch off Otani and go to Cole, too. Coltrane, love it. NL Cy Young, I said Sandy Alcantara. Ben, you said Max Scherzer. <laughs> Dylan, you did uh, Strider. John, you did Burns. I'm switching mine to Blake Snell. What about you guys? Well, you, you guys, anybody listening to this would not believe that in our fantasy baseball league, I'm the one with the seven and two record or seventeen and two record after listening to who I thought was going to win all these awards preseason. I'm switching to Zach Gallen. I think that 
a lot of times you see the Cy Young go to a pitcher who's on one of those weaker teams when they have a really good season. And not that Arizona's a weaker team, but I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I think the nod they're going to get is going to be Zach Gallen winning the Cy Young. Yeah, I think I would switch to Blake Snell. Strider definitely still has a shot with all those strikeouts, but Blake Snell has just been on another level this year. You know, I'm, I want to switch to Zach Gallen also. I got to agree with uh, Ben on that. I mean, Kerbin Burns is still in the mix, but I think Zach Allen's going to ultimately win it. Now let's go to our World Series picks because uh, we done messed up. Ben, you did the Mets over the Yankees. Dylan, you did the Yankees over the Braves. John, Philly over the Yankees. And then I had Seattle over San Diego. Now with the way things are, I'm going to rock with Seattle still, and I'm having Seattle knock out the Braves in the World Series. Do you guys have an updated matchup you think is going to happen? I think we're going to see an American League West team as well, Corey. I don't think it's going to be Seattle, though. I think Houston gets back. I think it's going to be Houston, Atlanta, a rematch. This time, Houston takes it. Wow. That's I know worst, you guys did not, you guys did not want to hear that. But if history shows when Ben predicts something, the opposite happens. Houston's <laughs> getting now, right? bounced in the first round. Not uh, even making it. I'm going to switch off the Braves train because I'd imagine that unless John goes with his Phillies, he's going there too. I'm taking the Dodgers to win the World Series over the Mariners. I think the Dodgers finally beat all those fake season allegations and get one done. I'm going to keep my winner as the Phillies. I'm riding that. I'm going to ride the Philly train all through the playoffs here, but I'm going to swap the Yankees out for the Orioles. John's a real fan. <laughs> the Phillies. Yeah, listen, Phillies if the, the Yankees, Orioles. if the Yankees had a shot, I'd be right there with them. <laughs> now, oh, National that's... League Rookie of the Year. I said Francisco Alvarez. I'm going now Corbin Carroll. Ben, John, you both went Corbin Carroll before the year. Dylan, you went Kodai Senga. Are you guys sticking or changing? I'm sticking with Corbin Carroll. I'm sticking too. So pulling back the fourth wall here, I'm not really sure how to compare Kodai Senga seasons to Corbin Carroll, so I'm glad I'm not the award picker. I feel like Carroll's got the edge, but I don't want to switch off the guy. <laughs> I'm going to keep my pick. Well, Senga, Senga. Senga is still in the running. I'm pretty yeah, sure he's yeah. still top yeah, he's five still in there. the odds. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's good. I just, you know, be, it's probably going to be Carroll, but I picked Senga, so let's just hope that he has like a no-hitter or something in September. <laughs> Next up, AL Rookie of the Year. I picked Tristan Cassis. Ben, you went Anthony Volpe. John, yeah. Dylan, you both went Gunnar Henderson. I'm switching to Henderson. What about you guys? I'm Damn. also switching to Henderson. I'm sticking with Henderson. Yep. Just a phenomenal year. Yeah, NL he's been manager unreal. Of the year. I said Bob Melvin. John, you said Bob Melvin. Dylan, you said Bob Melvin. Ben, you said Brian Snitker. Obviously, Bob Melvin of the Padres, Snitker of the Braves. Mm-hmm. I'm changing mine to Tori Luvolo of the Diamondbacks. Whether they make it or not, I think that what he's done with this team is phenomenal, and he should be award- rewarded with it. I'm going to just throw another name out there, although I think Snicker is still a great pick for this award. I think David Ross definitely deserves some recognition for what he has done in Chicago and resurrecting a team that had no expectations and a team that had some players and getting the most out of guys like Marcus Stroman. I know he's hurt now, but 
bringing Cody Bellinger back to life. Like things like that are fantastic for baseball. It's great for Chicago. And honestly, it's great for major league baseball when the Cubs are good. I don't know about you guys, but I love watching baseball games in Wrigley field, whether it's on TV, I've been lucky enough to go there multiple times in person. It's always a great time, no matter what the score of the game is. There's just something about good baseball in Wrigley field, especially when the games are good. There's nothing like it. I'm agreeing yeah. with Ben here, David Ross. I mean, he's switching you know, to Snitker. <laughs> Dylan with the the basic pick here. Now we go to the American League. Before the year, I said Scott Service of Seattle. Ben Dylan, you guys said Aaron Boone. John, you went Brandon Hyde. What are you guys doing? I'm switching actually to Brandon Hyde of Baltimore, even though I think service could really win it. Yeah, I think service, especially the way that he has brought the team back is impressive, but what Baltimore has done the entire season is more impressive, especially with the team that even though they showed they were able to do it in the second half last year, no one believed they could do it for a full season this year. Yeah, unless for some reason John switches, we're clean sweeping oh. here on Brandon Hyde. Nah, I believe the Orioles were going to do this the whole year. John knows ball. Is I know it. <laughs> now let's go to our weekly series highlight. Now that we've got all our awards predicted, guys, what's the one series you guys want to highlight? For me, it's Philly at Milwaukee. Again, we talked about Philly being a playoff team, Milwaukee being a playoff team. Now, once you're into September, watching teams that are in the playoffs play against each other, that's kind of what you want to see. Those are the teams that really need these wins. Yeah, I'm going to go over to the American League, and it's Yankees-Astros. So many LCS games played, and, you know, I know the Yankees are done, but, hey, the Astros aren't. Let's see if they can keep the train rolling, and let's see if the Yankees have a little fight in them. Yeah, Ben's pick for the World Series, the Astros, to go back-to-back. I'm giving an NLCS preview, Dodgers-Braves, that simple. I'm doing an NL Central matchup, the Chicago at Cincinnati. It's an important game for the wild card. Cubs are up half a game wild card. Reds are a game and a half out. Should be a good game. All right, well, that's going to do it here. Corey Jason, Ben Mandel, John Pauline, Dylan Mel. This has been the Outsider Sports Baseball Pod. Check us out, outsidersports.net. Twitter, Outsider Sports 3, YouTube, TikTok. Search up Outsider Sports. Outsider Sports.